Hey, welcome back for another episode of the Art of Giving a Damn podcast. Today, I've got a guest for you that I know you're going to love, and we're going to talk about some unexpected things that you just might be surprised by about how you can really succeed with your business versus what we hear all the time are the things you have to do to succeed. So I want to introduce you today to Don Gleskin. Don, thanks so much for jumping on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. What a fun topic. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too, because you've got some really interesting stories in your history, which fits right in because you are a storyteller, truth digger, and catalyst for self-expression. Uh, what a cool way to describe what you do. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so you help people really get their stories out there. Uh, what inspired you to go into that for your business? Well, it's kind of a, an interesting story, <laughs> actually. Um, you know, when I, when I was a little girl, I always knew I'd be a writer when I grew up until, you know, I realized I would never make any money doing that. So I ended up going to college for business and, mm -hmm. and actually started my career in sales and marketing, which I've been doing for in some form for 20 years. And I actually took some twists and turns. I sort of accidentally got into um, selling electronic components. Oh, interesting. Okay. Very different from writing. Yeah, so different. So different. But, you know, it was like, well, I, made, I was making good money and, you know, that whole thing got swept away into that and, and actually started my own company mm -hmm. at age 30, grew it to a multi-million dollar company. So um, my life had taken a very different path than uh -huh. my five-year-old self had anticipated. Um, but as it goes, and as the universe is always listening, you know, inside of that career, I was like, well, this is good money. I like this work, but I really, I want to do something more creative and I want to coach people and help people. And that was kind of always going on in the back of my head. And I even did some of that part time. And to make a really long, painful, expensive story short, <laughs> that multi-million dollar um, technology company I was ran, running actually mm -hmm. got ran into the ground. So I went from oh, zero wow. to three back to zero again. Um, wow. It was very difficult at the time. I mean, I can think about it now, like it's what I had for breakfast. But at the time, of course, you know. Oh, yeah, that that had to be devastating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like having like a, a child, you know, growing a, a business right. from from birth. And, you know, and I ran that company yeah. for seven years. I had wow. employees, but now in hindsight, it was actually a, a huge blessing in disguise. You know, I, I had to pick up the pieces. I had to take care of some financial uh, responsibilities and, and just, you know, get myself back. Um, right. But after that, I really got to do what I wanted to do. And, and that was the way this new business, my new company came into fruition was I declared, I said, you know what? I was going to be a writer. Mm -hmm. I start writing, helping people tell their stories. And I, and I told my story publicly for the first time um, on a blog post. Yeah. And just like the response I got from that really told me that there was a, like such a need because the right. blog was about owning your story. And when you own your story, it no longer owns you. So I had like lifted this weight off my shoulders and people were like, oh, thank you for sharing that. Like you yeah. inspired me to share my story. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, grown really fast from there. So, so I knew I was on the right track. Yeah, I love that. It's It's one of those things that, it really is true. When you share your story, whatever that is, it frees other people to feel yeah. like they can share theirs too. And there's so many things that I think all of us, when we're children, we have all these dreams, these things we know deep down we could do. 
and somewhere that voice of reason comes in now you need to go get an education you know go get a regular job or run a regular business and people end up trapped something <laughs> right that's that's not really what they know they're meant to do what what gave you the courage to you know pick yourself back up and and go for it again with your own business after experiencing that yeah i mean it, it took a good while it took me about six months to really kind of clean it clean up and actually in the interim i had um went and back to work for one of my old competitors which is really mm -hmm. humbling if you don't own a business and then you go back to work for one of your competitors yeah. but it was a bridge for me to uh -huh. be now what and i just really tuned in with myself and checked in and what do i want to be doing and it was mm. came back to that writing and helping people and and inside my tech business, I did all of our marketing and blogging, and that's what I like to do. So it just kind of made natural sense to yeah. jump into that. Yeah, I'm sure other people took a look at it and went, oh, Dawn's finally doing what she's so good at, right? Yeah, and now when I tell people that, that didn't know me, you know, years ago when I ran that company, they're like, you did what? Like, you did not look, you're not an engineer, like how... You know, and I always would stand out too in that industry. I'd go to like a trade show and it'd be a bunch of like old white men in suits and like me and, there, and people would always be like, oh, are you the secretary? I'm like, no, I'm the CEO. Nice to meet you. <laughs> You're breaking um, just a few stereotypes there. I know, but, but it was actually, I used it to my advantage to stand out because would be, people would you know, want to ask questions and then they learn about my company. We, we actually got a lot of clients that way. So that's awesome. Well, and that, that's one of the things that you work with your clients on is how to stand out like that with their stories. What got you into that specific piece of marketing? Yeah, well, so it was really because when I when I told my story, so when I first mm -hmm. published that blog on Huffington Post, it took me like two months to write a thousand word blog post yeah. that would normally take like two hours. Right. And it, and it was because I kept, I was like, so afraid to share so vulnerable mm -hmm. I was afraid like people are going to judge me who's going to want to hire me like I didn't want to be like the person that lost this multi-million dollar business but right. I reminded myself okay well you're the person that grew that business in the first place mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know that's just part of that's part of being an entrepreneur there's highs and lows and um so it took a lot to finally do it when I hit publish but it just this weight was lifted off my shoulders and and that's like mm. the thing that my clients experience too. This it's very cathartic and healing, mm. sharing your, your story. Um, and then just the response I got, like I, I got a, a five-figure client from that blog post, like the day it published. She was never heard of me before. And she was like, mm. you know, I'm really touched and moved by your vulnerability. I want to hire you to help me write my story. And I was like, wow, like this is like, it just felt right. And I knew that there was something to it. And that that is so true. Sometimes we forget because we've got, you know, all of the marketing messaging and everybody's highlight reels and their, you know, photoshopped photos that so often what we really connect with is the other person's vulnerability, their stories, their experiences. It's, it's one of those things that I know for me, when I see somebody who's gone through something like that and pick themselves back up, I'm like, okay, if that person can survive that, then they can certainly guide me through where I'm at and how to get, you know, to the next level with things. So it really is inspiring when people are willing to be vulnerable. And I know that's another, another thing that uh, you talk about is how vulnerability is really our superpower in a way. Is that something that you find clients are like right away on board with, or is it kind of take some coaching to get them to... Um, some people are like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I, they get it. Like a light bulb goes off and they realize how they're showing up in their business is like, 
like it's just this, a ver- like a version of themselves that they think people want to see versus mm-hmm. just like this is me this is who I am yeah. people connect with that um, you know vulnerability kind of has a bad rap because by definition it's defined as opening yourself up for attack that's what vulnerability is defined as but if you but the other side of that is you're opening yourself up to actually let people see you to feel you to hear you to let them in connect with you because when you're closed like it's like you're safe but no one can get in either when you're like this it's like everyone wants to be a part of that so there's these light bulbs that go off mm-hmm. however <laughs> there's some other people um i go and i i, I speak at some events about mm-hmm. this and usually i'll get a good response from the crowd and they're like oh this is great thank you and but there's always like one or two i remember one woman came up after a talk and she's mm-hmm. like you know um, no offense or anything, but she's like, I'm not into all this vulnerability stuff, you know, she's, and she had shared a little bit of a rough past and she didn't feel comfortable and you have to feel comfortable with it. Um, that's number one. And number two, it's not about just like airing all your dirty laundry either. You know, it's, it, it, there's some attack to it, some strategy to it. Um, so there's definitely some of that where people resist it, but most people are coachable and they can be coached through it. And then they say on the, the other side of it, how it helped them heal or help them, you know, really step into their full power. Um, because we carry a lot of shame when we, when we hold things in and it's very toxic. Yeah. And, and that's something that sometimes we don't realize how much we're holding ourselves back when we yeah. don't share that kind of thing, not just from, you know, being able to connect with other people. But like you said, it's kind of a burden that's lifted off you and you're able to own your stories yeah. when you share them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Instead of like, think about it like this, you're always in the back of your head. It might not be right there, but somewhere in your subconscious mind, you're always like, oh, they're going to find out. They're going to know what happens if, you know, and you feel like a fraud and yes. energetically it's off. But when you're just like, this is it. You know, I've made mistakes. I've, you, know, you just own it. Mm-hmm. Part of you are part of your journey. And, and there's no human out there that hasn't made mistakes or, or you know, so we're human, <laughs> just like, the rest, you know what I mean? So incredibly oh. true. We, we tend to think we've got to hold ourselves to some impossible standard. I know, especially working with as many women as I do. So many of them struggle with what you just said about that fraud factor, that fear of, somebody's going to find out I don't, I don't actually know what I'm doing. And, and we all feel that way from time to time, right? Of, what the heck am I, who gave me permission to do this? And, and yeah. the more we are honest and open about those things, right? There is a risk inherently to opening yourself up, but the reward on the other yeah. side of it is, you know, so worth being able to share. And it is, it's not just, you know, emotional freedom for yourself, but it really is how you attract the right clients to you. And I'm sure that's something that you, you've got so many conversations with clients about. And it's, it's funny when we try to fit in that box and be that, you know, perfect professional, we end up attracting clients who that's what they want. And then we end up trapped, right? In a business that we're, we, we can't even be ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I, I can imagine there were, when you were running the tech company, there had to be parts of you that, you know, your little five-year-old inside was like, no, I want to write. Yeah. And I did. I found a way to do that. And that, that was actually a big part of how we grew so fast is I took over uh, social media and, and just with a different voice it. in the industry. Yeah. And I had like alternative opinions yeah. <laughs> that, um, that made us stand out. So I did find a way to do that. So that's, that's really an interesting point because I know so many people uh, are afraid if they've got a different opinion or they don't quite fit in their industry. What advice would you give to somebody who 
they know they could stand out and get attention if they would be a little more brave about sharing some of those opinions, but they're afraid to. What would you tell them to, to focus on or to do in that situation? Well, one is just to know this. So the bravery muscle, it's, it's like something you have to build over time. Mm -hmm. So like the first time you put yourself out there, maybe the first time you hit publish on a blog or you hit, re, you know, the live button on a feed, you know, it's, it can be scary. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, what if I say something stupid or, you know, we all have those human thoughts, right? Yep. The more you do it, the first time might be a little scary. It gets, it gets easier and to the point you're going to look back and be like, why was I afraid of that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was, and, um, you know, there's always going to be people that agree with you or that don't agree with you. Um, but it's actually a good thing when you have people that disagree with you. Otherwise, you're being too safe. You're being too plain, too vanilla. Maybe no one's disagreeing with you, but no one's like falling madly in love with you and like being your raving fan either. So that's what that's, that's what's on the other side of it. When you show up, you might, if you really show up as who you are, and especially if you have different opinions, you might, you know, create a few waves. You might maybe have a people angry or, or, or they might not agree with you, but it's not the end of the world. You know, everyone doesn't have to agree with you. But the other side of that is you're going to have people that love you and rally around you. And yeah, because authenticity, it just, it, it stands out. People really connect to that, you being real. It does. And, and you're right. It doesn't kill you. I remember the first time I got it, like actual nasty email and I had already been in business, like, I don't know, eight or 10 years, but I was one of those, like, I'm going to blend in. I don't want to, I'm not going to be controversial. And when I finally started sharing a little bit more of my own story, I got this email this time. And I mean, I sat at my computer just in tears bawling because I was like so taken aback by it. And I remember it, it took me probably a week to get over that and wow. send another email to my list. But then looking back at it, I realized it was like, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah, it didn't kill me. And I also got, you know, all these other emails from people that were like, thank you for sharing this. I'm going through the same thing right now. And so it is one of those things, like you said, there, there is the risk that some people won't like your story or won't like you and who you are. But there's also those people who will absolutely fall in love with you yeah. when you are willing to share that. Absolutely. And what I tell my clients now is like, congratulations, <laughs> if you get one of those scathing emails or like, oh my God, congratulations, we're really showing up now. Like you're really doing it. And yeah. that's what it takes. You can't think of anybody like in a position of, you know, power, any like political, oh gosh, politics is like plain as day, love, hate. But even like an Oprah, like who, how can you not love Oprah? But there's people that don't love Oprah. Right. And she doesn't care. She's just going to yeah. keep being Oprah. And that's just how you got to do it. Yeah. You just got to keep going. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> so one of the things that you and I chatted a little bit about that we both have in common is that uh, we don't like the rules very much. So <laughs> what has your experience been with kind of throwing away the rule book? The one that, you know, said, go to college, build this kind of company, yeah. do the, do the safe thing and deciding to just do what you wanted to instead. What would you say is the biggest thing you learned through that process? biggest thing I learned is really to check in with yourself, right? Listen to your gut. You always know, like even when I was growing, like when I started that seven figure technology company, I, I started very small. It was me in my living room. My first born daughter was like six months old at the time. So I was making sales calls with a, with a baby on my lap. And I was just like, I, I had 
not wanting to go back to corporate because they were giving me a hard time about my maternity leave. I'm like, I'm just going to start my own company. And I was going to just keep it small. Like, and then we just started growing fast. And there were people like, oh, well, we'll lend you money and you can grow even faster. And, you know, and just all these people I was going to consultants and coaches and people were all in my ear telling me what to do. And there is value in that. However, with all those voices, what I didn't do is check in with myself. And it's like, is this really what I want? Do I really want the 15 employees? Do I really want the two office buildings? You know, and, and I think about when I first started, when I was working at home and it was just me, I, that was like the best part of my business. I was making so much money. My revenues were lower, but the profits were much higher. Right. I had less stress. It was like, if I could have done it all over, I should have just stuck with that. And you know, instead of the carrot and people were like, oh, just do this. And mm. so, you know, go to coaches, go to consultants, get advice, do that. I'm not saying not to, but mm -hmm. then check in with yourself. Like the experts are experts in their life, not your life and your business. So always check in with yourself. But that's really, really great advice because I know sometimes I talk with people who are like, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. This is, I got to get it to this level. They're working, you know, 18 hour days and when we stop and go, okay, what would a perfect day look like for you? And they realize that like 95% of that they could put in place right now if they just yeah. do a few boundaries around things. Um, it, it is something that we do. We forget to check in with ourselves and what do we really want? Um, yeah. that's, that's huge. And it's such an easy question, but it was so, you know, we get wrapped up in the day to day and all the people telling us, you know, you should do this. No, you should do that. And, um, they just forget to check in. What do I really want? It's such an easy question to ask. Journal for 10 minutes and there's your magical answer. Well, that's, that's I think, uh, one of the biggest regrets that people end up with, right? Is, yeah. you know, um, I, you've got this in, in the notes that you shared with me, the number one deathbed regret is, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Yeah. And that, that is so often we fall into that of we don't even think to check in with ourselves. So what, what are some tips you would give people for helping them kind of build that into what they're doing in business and making sure they, they don't accidentally, you know, wake up, maybe even this morning they woke up realizing, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I want to do this. And this, this life I'm in right now doesn't look anything yeah. like what I imagined. Um, would you tell them, blow it up and start with what you want? Or what advice would you give them? Um, well, yeah, it just it starts with being honest with ourselves because we all fall into that trap where it's like we know something's off and it's like, well, I'm just going to, this is safe, it's easy, it works. I'm just going to do this for like another six months or another year. And then that turns into two years and five and 10. And then, you know what I mean? And your whole life is gone, right? So, I mean, that's kind of how we kid ourselves. So you have to be really honest. And and what if you only had a year left to live or, you know, ask those kind of hard questions. What if money wasn't an object? What would I be doing? What if I just found out, you know, I, I had a year left to live. Would I look back and would I be happy? Have I done everything that I wanted to do? Did I, is my song still inside me? Is my book still inside me? Would, you know, have those honest talks with yourself. And then really you're the only one that can make that change. So if you know it's off and we always know we might bury it, but it's in there somewhere. We know, that it's off and are you being, are you kidding yourself because it's hard? It'd be hard, right? To quit your job, to go, you know, these things aren't easy, but nothing worth having in life is easy. That's um, true. If, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's not, but you know, one thing that I, I noticed when you shared the story of the tech company was even inside of that, you started to find a way 
to do yeah. the writing, take over the social media and the messaging. And that's part yeah. of what worked about the business is when you got in that genius zone of what right. you knew you were good at. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's something too that, you know, wherever we are, I think we can learn from that example and exactly. figure yeah. out how can I get a little bit closer? How can I start working towards it? And at right. some point you might push that button, <laughs> you know, blow it up and, and build something new or it may collapse on its own and you get yeah. the opportunity to build something new. But really identifying what that yeah, passion that's, that's is a great is huge. Point. To do it moment by moment, like what can I do today? It might be something little, but what's that one little thing I can do today? And, and if you do say, I'm going to give myself six more months or a year, you know, really plan it out. Are you just throwing a, a date out in the universe and doing nothing about it? Or do you have actual plan in place? Can you work backwards and say, well, month one, I need to do this, month two, that, you know, and start building your business on the side or whatever it is or transitioning, you know, you could, but you have to work on it every day. Cause it's not just going to magically happen. You might get the, the universe like two by four over the head. Like I did always. <laughs> and that, you know, that happens too when you don't, <laughs> but there's a better way. <laughs> I don't, yeah. that don't wait for the two by four from the universe <laughs> to do what you know you're here to do. That's I love that. Way. Yeah. I don't recommend that. <laughs> well, and, and it's, it's one of those things that it is really cool in a way because those tough moments in life where we're you know trying to transform what we're doing into what we know we're supposed to be that whole big mess really can become part of our story in yeah. a way that gets people's attention and lets them really connect uh in a different level i know that's what you work with your clients on you help them put those stories together so what's your favorite part of what you do for clients Ooh. <laughs> um oh gosh there's so much i mean one thing that happens a lot of times with my clients is they'll, they'll tell me things and they'll like, you know, I never told anyone this before, but I get that a lot. So it's kind of like the, the Catholic priest confessional. <laughs> Just because I'm very, you know, I am empathetic and, and I provide a safe space. So, you know, that, that feels nice that I, that people feel like they can finally get that off their chest. And then they tell me afterwards, this was very cathartic. It was very healing. Like I feel so much better now. And then we find a way to share that with the world, right? They might not be ready to tell that all with the world. Like what I, what I just told you privately, I'm not quite ready, but what parts of that can we share? How can we weave that in what happens to what you're doing now and in a way that'll connect and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and there's always a way to connect it. That's the fun part too. Yeah. That's gotta be interesting to kind of be that first person who hears yeah. some of those secret stories. Um, that's got to be pretty cool. So one of the things that, that I like about what you just said that I think a lot of times we miss is sometimes we have this idea in our heads that to be authentic means we have to share everything right. all the time with everybody. And it's not. It's really you can pick and choose those yeah. pieces um, and which stories you tell when you're ready to tell them. I know I'm sure all of us have some stories that are still kind of secret that we haven't right. shared yet. But we've got other stories that we get out there and share with people. And that, that's got to be really cool to see clients go through that process mm -hmm. and see what happens for them when they start sharing those stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's just even, um, you know, so there's always like your kind of like your big story that makes you memorable. And like, we all have it. Everyone, yeah. And that's the other thing I love too about it. Like, I don't have anything. And then you start talking and you're like, oh my God, you're like a treasure chest of gold, like right here. <laughs> And then I'll see it because they're in it every day and they're like, I'm boring. And then, and then yeah. you're talking I'm like, you were like lean to write a book. <laughs> you're like the opposite of boring. That <laughs> so is so true. Too. 
That is so yeah. true. We, we look at ourselves and we don't think our life has been that interesting or that inspiring and yet to the right audience. Yeah. We've got amazing stories that we can share on that. Yeah, and even just on the daily, like the little things that happen to you when you're out and about, you know, just sharing that, you know, it doesn't always have to be like a, a tragic story, like the hero's right. journey, you know, those are great. Like people love to hear like mm -hmm. hero's journey, like what you've gone through and how you came out, um, you know, a hero on the other side after, after your struggle. But it could just be like, you know, your thoughts on something or, you know, whether it's an alternative opinion or just, you know, Maybe it's something about your business that you didn't think you're good at and you, yeah. you achieve something or, you know, what, what happened? It could be like literally anything, um, anything. If you feel emotional about it at all, if that's like the golden, those are the golden nuggets. Like if you mm -hmm. feel something, they're going to feel it too. Um, so it's just learning to be like more open, sharing your thoughts in a way that will inspire people and, and let them see you for who you really are. That's really a, a great tip because it's, it can be hard to figure out sometimes which stories or which parts of our stories to share, but you're right. It is those moments that we know we can feel it's, it's when we hesitate to hit, like you said, the publish button or the live yeah, button. Those are the moments something good's about to come out. The best. <laughs> the scarier it is. Like if your hands like shaking, oh, those are like the really powerful ones. <laughs> so I know that, that one of the things that you help your clients do is figure out how to work those stories into their sales and their marketing. And I know one of the things that, oh my gosh, I've lost count of how many people have told me they struggle with is writing sales pages. So what are just a couple of tips you could give somebody if they're trying to get put together a sales page and figure out what story to tell around it. Cause that is what grabs people's attention, right? Is when we start with a story of some sort yeah. and open with that. So what's just a tip or two that people could apply if they're, if they're working on that. I mean, like just, you know, it really would depend kind of on the product and service, mm -hmm. but just like a generalization, like, uh -huh. like why you're doing it story. Like, why are you so passionate? Like you obviously created this product or you created this service or, or this course or whatever you created. Mm -hmm for a reason. And it wasn't probably, Oh, I want to make money. Cause I don't, my clients okay. don't just want to make money. They have like, you know, a mission. So yeah. there's something there of why this is important to you. So really tap into that. Like what, gotcha. you know, how did you get to be the expert on this or why do you care so much about it? Um, why do you want your clients to have this? Like, you know, maybe before you knew about this, your life was a, and then after mm -hmm. you discovered this method, this is, you know, this kind of, there's a lot of different ways you can go with it, mm -hmm. but it's all just kind of tap in and to see why it matters to you and then talk about that. And that's like, that's kind of like the easy, <laughs> always works. You know, if you could find something to tap into there, mm -hmm. that's golden. And I love that because that's kind of a little bit of the, the same thing that you love about working with your clients. It's us sharing the behind the scenes. Here's what inspired this type of story. So I can see where that would really work to get people's attention on a sales page, you know, find yeah. out. Why does this product even exist? What's, what's the goal with it or what inspired it? Very cool. So I know you've also got uh, a template and a training for creating those types of sales pages. Yeah, well, I do. I have, um, yeah, I do. I have a whole template you can use. It's called sales pages that convert and it kind of walks you through um, just kind of like all the elements that should be there and then, and then how to go about writing each section. So it just makes it really easy. I love writing sales pages. It's fun. I know most people hate it, um, but I try to make it as easy as possible. And people that have gone through the training have been like, wow. Well, maybe with a template and some guidance, people can have yeah. a little more fun. Yeah. So guys, if you are, uh, 
not having the most fun yet with writing your sales pages, you can find a template and a training from Dawn on this on her website. It's blissedcommunications.com, B-L-I-S-S-E-D, blissedcommunications.com. And when you land on the page, scroll down a little bit. Um, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that you will find on the site. I know when I looked earlier, what caught my eye was the naked approach. So you want to go look and see what that is. But scroll down and you'll see a button that says instant download. And you can grab a copy of that template and training that will walk you through how to apply some of what Don shared today with uh, how to put your stories into your sales pages and how to write things that will get people's attention, keep their attention, and get them really excited to work with you uh, in your business. So I wanted to make sure we uh, <laughs> sent people that way and shared that with them. So um, as we kind of wrap up here, what is one piece of advice you would leave people with if they're listening to this and thinking, okay, I, I want to share a little bit more of my story. I, I want to get braver, be a little more vulnerable, but I don't know where to start. Mm. Um, start with something easy, you know, don't start with your scariest thing. Maybe okay. talk about, you know, since we're talking to entrepreneurs here, talk about why you started your business and what that felt like. Maybe you were about to quit a corporate job, a safe job, like who supported you, who was like, you're crazy. And you know, how was that for you? And, and maybe what mistakes you've made on the way, what you've learned. Um, cause that should be pretty easy to write about and, and people will really connect with it. Um, so and tap into the emotion, you know, like how you felt, how scary was it when you, you typed up that resignation letter or when you knew this is my last direct deposit <laughs> that up yeah. to, me, to make my own money and like, you know, how did you do it? And, and how did you get from that point to where you are now? Like people, that's easy to write about, I think. So start there and uh, you'll be surprised at what comes out and, and how people connect with it. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic uh, suggestion of where to start with that is, is what's your story of, of why you decided to do what you're doing? And I think all of us in that story have those moments of, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, uh, you look at the bank account when you're first getting started and go, am I sure I can do this? Um, but I, I love stories like that because they do yeah. inspire others, you know, as you're telling it, it is, like you said, that burden's lifted a little bit. You own your story. And it really does boost your confidence. So yeah. look back at where you start. Where you go, okay, you know, I may not be here yet where I really want to be. I see so much potential, but I'm not here anymore. I've come a long way. Yeah. Entrepreneurs tend to look ahead, which is great. That's how we're like, but you got to look back and be like, oh, yeah, go me. Go me. I love that. I love People that. will connect. And, and like you said, it'll inspire someone else's like, standing at the edge of the cliff, looking off and, and just reading your story, they might make that leap. So. I love that. So thank you so much for jumping on for a few minutes and, and sharing what you do, what inspired you to do it. I know that hearing your story will be an inspiration to others, realizing you know you, you can make that decision, whether it's a step at a time with where you're at or whether it's just going for it with something new to really do what you want to do so you don't you know, get to the end of life with that regret of I lived a life for other people instead of for myself. Because, you know, sometimes we feel selfish when we go, I want this. But really, us doing what we're here to do is yeah. what puts life into us and to everyone around us and really is what, you know, makes the world work, makes it a better place for all of us. So why we're here, yeah, it's to be the fullest expression of ourselves. I just want to, one of my uh, mentors always says, you know, this is not 
your dress rehearsal life. <laughs> this is it. So, you know, act accordingly. And I always remember, okay, this is not the dress rehearsal. <laughs> this is it. So that is a great yeah. reminder. So we will wrap up on that note of guys, this isn't a dress rehearsal. This is your shot. So go for it. Do what you're here to do. Make sure you stop by Dawn's site. Again, it was blisscommunications.com. Grab that template and Take a minute to look around. She's got some great articles on the blog and things that will inspire you in that journey to be a little more vulnerable and to do a little more of what you're here to do. And if you're looking for help with the messaging, the copywriting in your business, definitely reach out to her and have a conversation. Uh, so thanks again, Don, for jumping on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Have an awesome day. And everybody listening, be sure to tune in for the next episode. And I will see you then.